So today, our guests are probably wondering, what does it mean when he takes his watch off? And the older members will say, honey, it don't mean a thing. <laughs> no, it does mean I want to be a good steward with you today. So I have a brief word for you that I think reflects this amazingly. And we did not compare our notes on these two things. In uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, we find these words. One verse. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. This is God's Word. Mirrors show everything. Have you noticed how much we count on mirrors? How ladies will walk past a mirror and check to see if there's any lipstick on their teeth. Men are always trying to cover the bare spots of their hair when they walk by. We check our tie, our dress, and collars, and whatever. We notice mirrors. They show everything. They show our flaws and they show our best features. They give us an honest reflection every time we stop. So the church should stop. Maybe as we're in the midst of a COVID time that has slowed us and shut some things down and calm things. Maybe it's all reflect to take stock. Maybe it's a good time to stop in front of the mirror and see who we are and see what God's plans for us just might be. This verse of Scripture is very brief, but it's packed with so much truth. We'll look at uh, four things. I think they'll speak to your heart. The first one is the church in front of the mirror is delightfully wanted. Delightfully wanted. We all want to be chosen. Whether it's an engagement, will you marry me? Whether it's we got hired for a new job, we all want to be chosen. We want to be selected, picked, wanted. It's a great feeling. The Bible tells us we are a chosen people. Jesus tells us in John 15, verse 6, that we did not choose him. Have you heard people say that? This is the best decision you'll make in all your life to be saved. Wrong. God made the decision. We responded. God issued the invitation by the power of His Spirit. We responded to Him. Aren't you glad you responded? Aren't you glad He reached out? Aren't you glad He invited you? We are a chosen people to bear fruit. We didn't get saved just so that we could sit around and go, I'm so glad I'm loved. It makes gives me goosebumps. I'm so glad. I think I'll just sit here and do nothing the rest of my life because God loves me. Then you have misunderstood everything about salvation. We were saved, redeemed, born again so that we might bear fruit and give honor to God. Do you know how many people have been bearing fruit here? For the last 65 years? Did you not see faces of people that talk, that worship, 
that, uh, that visited, that ministered, that prayed, that did mission work and ministry. Do you know how many people today continue those wonderful traditions of work? God has saved us, according to Romans 5 8, He has saved us out of our sins. And so we worship today just like the people that worship in a house on the corner because He has saved us out of our sins. We are delightfully wanted. We also have a powerful pedigree. I think I read recently that as many as 80 or 90 percent of the people that live in the New England area, you know, around New York and surrounding places, can find at least one ancestor that came over on the Mayflower. Really? We all go back to the Mayflower there? And many of the people are very proud of the fact that they came on the Mayflower. I'm a Jamestown ancestor myself. We beat them by 14 years. Not that that matters, but we beat them by 14 years. Remember that. No, we have a real pedigree. It's not that old boat we came on. The pedigree we have is that we were all adopted. Not a direct bloodline in terms of genetics. The only bloodline we have is the bloodline of the cross through Jesus Christ's love and sacrifice for us. But we all, all believers, share in this powerful pedigree that God adopted us by the power of the Spirit through the salvation of Jesus. He adopted us because we have a purpose. We are a royal priesthood. Royal means we are descendant of the king. He is our father. The king is our father. What does a priest do? A kingly priest? Well, they help people experience God. The priests let him worship. They encourage worship of singing. They encourage worship of scripture reading. They encourage the people to know God through the rituals and the acts of ministry and sacrifice that they would do. All so that the average person that showed up in the temple or the synagogue that day got to experience God. That's why this church sits on this corner. It doesn't sit here that we might have wonderful times together and fellowship, although that's a part of it. We sit here on this corner so that as Pastor Hicks experienced, all of those in this area, all those in this region, all the people that live and have yet to move here and live, that they might experience God. Because the people of this congregation understand we are a royal priesthood. Our calling is to help people know and experience God. We do both. Third thing, we are exclusively bonded. Bonded. Got a wedding ring on. Means I belong to somebody. I wear a cross uh, around my neck as a reminder that I belong to someone. I have three children to whom I belong. I have six grandchildren to whom I belong. We are all bonded to different relationships and work situations. Even athletic sports, the things we're bonded to. But what we're exclusively bonded to is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We are a holy nation. 
Now, the word holy here, as in most places in the New Testament, is not referring to being sinless or we're all disqualified. Holy means set apart for, set apart from the world, set apart unto God himself. We are bonded to God that we might be more like him, that we might be committed, sold out to him. This is what we're bonded to. One of the downsides of social media is it's amazing how many people are bonded to this world. They put a scripture verse under their name, but they dress, they perform, they act like the world that they really are bonded to. We get confused and we give a confused message to those we seek to reach. When we say we're bonded to God, but it really looks like we wish we were more in the world, we need to refocus. We need to refocus on our real home, which is heaven. We are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Him in this world. That's our calling. We're exclusively bonded to the Lord for His service, for our betterment, for the world's blessing. And then finally, we are wonderfully worshipful. Wonderfully worshipful. Scripture says that we are God's special possession so that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That's why it concerns me so much that through the COVID situation, the pandemic, many people have been reluctant to worship God again. I respect those who have health concerns, of course, and, and anxiety. That, that is to be understood. But I think we all fear that many have an opportunity to not have to come to church anymore. And we got two Saturdays. Let's enjoy them both. How can you possibly know the salvation of a Heavenly Father and not come and declare the praises of Him who called us out of darkness and into His wonderful light. We are a special possession. We are special, but special with a purpose. I have six grandchildren. I have five grandsons. You know what that means. I have one granddaughter. She is seven. And she knows, and we'll tell you in a moment, that even though Papa G and Mama T have six grandchildren, she's special because she's the only granddaughter. Can't argue with that. I've got to come up with another story for the boys. But, but Riley Beth is special because there's nobody quite like her in our lives. There is no one quite like you in God's life. And He chose you. He invited you. He received you. Because of His love for you. Not because you possess qualities that attract Him. Because His heart is so awesome that He found you. Didn't want to leave you in darkness. He called you in His light. The word ecclesia, often translated in the Scriptures as church, means one who is called out of darkness 
into light. The church is called out of darkness, called out of the world into God's light. And then Jesus says, and you are the light of the world. So we're called into him to become like him as a body, as a greater body, and as individuals. God has called us into light. You might say, but I didn't really need a lot of light. I was pretty good anyway. You know, my mama raised me right. I'm polite and respectful. I served in the military. I finished school. I worked hard. I raised my family. I'm a good person. Right. And the Pharisees were too. We're all in need of leaving darkness. For the pagans, they were called out of the darkness in Jesus' day of false worship. Ignorance, not understanding, carnal living, then some of the religious people needed to be called out of darkness too, because they thought they had arrived, they had it. We all need his light. So we are collectively called out of darkness into light to be his people. And it has always been in this place. There's always been a group of people that had to be called out of darkness and the light. Always been a group of people that understood that they were here for a purpose to reach their neighbors. Always understood that we've been adopted to be the children of God. Always understood we were loved and wanted and chosen by God. We walk in the same paths, Tonda, that those pictures on the wall were put up there. Always the same. Always following God. You know what this means. So, my mother was a caring mama. I don't think she could have handled two children. I think her love was so focused on me that I was her mission. And that would explain, yes, Virginia, why I am spoiled. I remember at the age of 14, standing in our little bathroom in our little bitty house in the suburbs of Louisville, Kentucky. I remember the day I was looking in the mirror. I was noticing some facial hair, which to me meant manhood. I think everybody else meant shaking their head, bless your heart. I remember the pimples. There were more craters on my face than on the moon. I was tall, I was six foot one at the age of 14. And I was skinny as a rail. I had to jump around in the shower just to get wet. And so I'm looking in the mirror that day. My mom stopped at the open door into the hall. And she said, my, my, you sure are handsome. She forgot that I was standing in front of a mirror. I knew what I looked like. I knew. I know what handsome looks like. I've seen magazines and films and such. I knew I wasn't handsome. I was just proud I wasn't ugly to the bone. You know, it could have been worse. I looked in the mirror as she said that. And I looked at myself a little bit differently that day at the age of 14. The Father 
is looking down at the church. We sometimes look in the mirror and go, oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? This church is that, and this church is that. We haven't done this one. Why don't we still do this? And what's wrong? And if we're not careful, we'll look in the mirror and we'll see the patches of facial hair and the pimples. But the Father looks down. Because when he sees us, he sees his son. He sees his son who died for us. And he says to you what he has said for 65 years. My, you sure are handsome. Let's live as handsome as those before us have done. Would you pray with me? Father, we receive your word today. We receive your word as a people refocusing in vision. We receive your word as the testimony of your grace and your work through faithful people throughout the decades. And we receive your word that we might keep our eyes on the mirror, not so much to obsess with faults, but to see what you see. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I give you this closing word. We're about to leave. About to go our way. And that's when the church really is at work. We're limited what we can do within the walls. Although my heart was lifting to worship, you will never find a more theological, insightful, powerful song than Waymaker. In any hymnal, on any radio station, you will, you, if you did not pay attention to those words, you did not worship today. You would be overwhelmed with the power of the words of Waymaker. Go home, go on Google, whatever, find Waymaker. You read them carefully and see if your heart doesn't just explode. So we worship today, but we're leaving. We're leaving because the restaurants, the grocery stores, the neighborhoods, everywhere you go, they need you and me to be the church, to be inspiring, encouraging, prayerful, blessing. As you go, there's some boxes out here. Chance for you to fill these boxes up with uh, pencils and erasers and little booklets and balls and dolls and cars and such that we might ship them out in a couple of months around the world with the gospel message and impact children and families and churches around the globe. We need to walk out these doors and be the church. So it was, as Olivia reminded me, 20 years and a day But the fourth plane was prepped and targeted for either the White House or the Capitol, one or the other, to destroy it and to destroy the imagery of a free nation that part of the world despised and hated. And they were on their way. Three planes had already destroyed lives and people everywhere, had, had destroyed them in flames. The fourth was on target, maybe to be the harshest of all.
And some of the men got together. So we're going to die. Oh, we're going to die. We know that. But we're not going to die without taking them down. We're not going to die without saving and protecting others. And so on a cell phone call, one man said, I just want you to know what's coming. We're going to charge these men. They've just got knives and box cutters. They can't shoot us all. And we're not going to make it. You tell our families that we love them. We're going to do the right thing. He hung up. Looked at his friends and he said, let's roll. Let's roll. Who knows the lives they say. What courage. So today, the world needs us. Community needs us. The words of Jesus is to love people. To be the church. So just like our friend 20 years ago in a day. Let's roll. Let's roll.